We're on? We are on. This is a live episode. Yep. Episode 15. Ooh. That's a few. That is. That's a solid two weeks of episodes. Yeah. Plus I, one day. Uh, I was pretty pumped to see we did hit 3,000 downloads. Wow. Um, uh, it was probably, I don't know, a few days ago after Tori's episode, we, we hit the big 3,000, so that's, pretty pumped. That's huge. <laughs> that's huge, bro. Yeah. So We got, I don't know, it's weird that it's January, but we got all kinds of racing news. Right. Like, there was a lot of things that went on this week. There was. Big. Huge. Big. Big things. <laughs> so, number one, um, the first thing of interest I had last week would have been Jack Hottenshield to race Rico Abreu 24 car. Really? What's your thoughts? Hasn't he done that before? Uh, for a full season, no. Oh, yeah, not for a full it's, season. It's also called the farewell season. Ooh, retiring, huh? Yeah, he was a big deal. A wild child. I mean, that's a lot of talent walking into the 24 car. Yeah. He's uh, he's another guy that's been around the block for quite a while. Mm, for sure. Uh, quality Freight Rate sponsoring the Ryan Gustin TriStar World of Outlaw late model car. I saw that. That's yeah, huge. That is huge. Old Bolski running down there in Florida a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I see uh, on Facebook the World of Outlaws had a big post with quality freight rate right on the, the picture. That was cool. That was cool. That's some yeah. big advertisement there. Yep. Going for rookie of the year this year, too. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Buzzy Adams. Buzzy did real good. Tuesday night. I think Andy won. Well, he also won the other day, too. Yeah, like, what was it, last night or two nights ago? Yeah, two nights ago. He won last lap, last he, corner. He glensed him. He glensed Let's be honest. He glensed him on the last lap. That was <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I was actually, you know, it was Saturday night he won. I was iRacing, and we thankfully had a caution, and I ended up going, like, super fan for two seconds because he was coming on the last two laps, and then he glensed him at the line, and I... <laughs> you were pumped. I Yeah. <laughs> I got on the mic right away. Yeah. I let everyone know that I was Wisconsin proud. <laughs> um, How about uh, the guy that we always talk about on this podcast, running a late model? Um, yeah, like the shirt that I'm wearing right now, that right. guy. That guy. Mr. Kyle Larson. He didn't just win in the late model. He's like, yeah, I'll go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just hop into this late model real quick and run a Lucas Oil race. He, yeah. Uh, and beat you by 15 seconds. Wow. <laughs> That's huge. That's impressive. That, like, what's a lap time at that track? That's what I was wondering. Right. If he it's won by 15 seconds, yeah, that's got to be the whole track. Right. <laughs> like, so when he finished, was second place, like, on his bumper then, or what? I don't know. We need to know these things. Right. <laughs> um, Tim Schaefer will link up with Hefner Racing okay. to tackle a hefty sprint car schedule in Pennsylvania this year. Nice. That's another big one. Uh, Rico Abreu hopping into the 57 car. Yep. The uh, Finley Farms number 57. My favorite comment that I've seen on Facebook. I don't remember what Rico posted, but it was some guy talking about Rico's racing shoes. And he was like kind of, in a sense, making fun of Rico. 
Right. <laughs> Rico commented back and he said, I wear a size four and a half in kids, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I really wish I would have like screenshotted that because it was pure <laughs> comedy. <laughs> and That's then, great. Uh, yeah, Wild Wing Shootout. Man, I talk, you know, I, I'm like kind of a backstage fan of Buddy Kofoid. Right. Because he's young, but I also love to listen to him talk. Yep. Because he like thinks about what he's going to say, but then he like fully explains what happened okay. all the time. But when he won night one, he was like in a whole different world. Yeah. And night two, obviously, everybody else learned some things. Right. So they were right on him. But, man, can Buddy run the top? Well, when you beat Donnie shots, it's uh, you're, it's saying yeah. something. Yeah. Like, beat him, beat him. Right. <laughs> but that race between Donnie and A.A. Ron, that was wild. Yeah. Like, And then Carson Macedo was up in there, too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You could literally see, like, the intensity between them come lap three to go, I think it was. Right. They were slider for slider, not full track. It was only the bottom and the middle. The middle, yeah. the marbles were up. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, and then Buddy won two nights, and then Smoke won last night. Yep. That was pretty sweet. Tony's, it was cool to see Tony win, honestly. Tony getting it done. Yeah. Yeah, that's about all I got. I mean, there is some more. Did you get to watch all the races? Uh, I did not. Didn't, you uh, didn't. I saw some highlights. Man. Oh yeah. New news. Which is which is pretty huge. Oh, Rico Abreu going to be partial owner of Jason Sides Racing. Oh. I know you know them boys. I do. What do you think about that, Gunner? Um, I think it's cool. I think uh well, Jason Sides is one of my favorite sprint car drivers because he really doesn't care about pretty much anything. We were, uh, I was on the team one time out in Oregon, I think it was, and um, he the track was like rougher than rough, and um, I think it was right after the heat races, but Jason Sides goes over and fires up the track's grader and starts driving it out on the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, officials started running after him telling him to shut it down but <laughs> he's definitely a character so i like him but oh he's always like a party man did you ever see that video they made of his like quote unquote it's my race hauler and they walk into the hauler and then it turns into like this huge bar no you've seen never that. seen that one no it's on youtube somewhere i think it was that australian announcer that's always at nationals oh yeah he goes to interview him, and they open the the holler door, and they walk inside, and it's like obviously it's staged, but right. it's like they walked into a bar with twenty people, and Jason's like, "What do you want to drink?" And <laughs> it was pretty. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, so some of the other things about like Saturday night with Larson, obviously Friday night got rained out, but he mm-hmm. won his heat. He started sixth, and he lapped up to ninth. Yeah, that ain't bad. I mean, that's a good day. Against some of the best in the world. Yeah, who was in there? O'Neal was there. Yep. Um, well, I know, like, I think Shepard was there. And Jimmy Owens, I think. So, but, I mean, some big names. You go from racing sprint cars all the time and NASCAR. Never touch a late model. You currently have four starts in your entire career in a race. Right. 
you've got two wins. Obviously, the first one was actually pretty good, too. We had a heck of a – no, it wasn't that big of a lead. Right. I can't really remember. But then your other two finishes are a fifth and a DNF. Not bad. Yeah. I guess if I had that record, it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> but I don't. Uh, CJB Motorsports re-signs Brent Marks as well. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's 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 news. That is news. Thanks, everybody. This is the Built Two Media Podcast. Yep. I'm Blake Anderson, Gunner Cummings. We have a local guest on today from the hometown of Elk Mound. Yep. The old '85 car, blue and yellow, Mister John Canta. How are you, John? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you guys? <laughs> good. Doing good. <laughs> what do you think of all this stuff? Well, it's kind of fun. This is. Uh, Geez, I feel like I'm, you know, Dale Jr.'s <laughs> podcast sitting across the table here. Right. Well, cool. I mean, I would probably look better than Dale. Well, no doubt. I <laughs> the beer. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, honestly, first thoughts of walking into the shop. I mean, you see all the trophies, you see all the checks, and obviously this is where we're recording right now, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it it's almost one of those deals where when you walk in and have never been in here you just kind of stop yeah you got to take a couple minutes and just take it look. all in <laughs> it's it's really cool you got a lot of a lot of history in here i know i've seen one over there from 88 i mean some of the checks in here it's it's pretty humbling to actually be sitting across from you interviewing you <laughs> well it just goes to show you even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while <laughs> yeah. right? true that uh, yeah I mean, Gunner's won a couple races, so yeah, you're you're 100 percent correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. You're welcome. Anytime, Gunner. <laughs> so, John, how? Uh, I mean, you've obviously had a. I can't stop looking around now that I said something, but <laughs> you've obviously had a ton of success, and I'm sure it wasn't only in late models. Uh, how did the racing deal get started with you? I mean. From day one, where where did it kind of come from, and how did you start out? You know, I knew you guys were going to come over here and would probably ask me that question, <laughs> so I was thinking about it, and I I cannot tell you where it started. I'm a first-generation racer in our family. You know, um, all my siblings are sisters, so it wasn't like I had a brother or, or you know, my, my dad. None of us were involved in anything like this yep. and I just must have you know liked cars in high school I you know I had nice cars in high school and you know then kind of did the demolition derby thing in Menominee a couple times and and um, then some neighbors I don't even know who even brought it up thought we should build a race car you know and so 1974 we put together a 65 Chevelle Ooh. that I wouldn't drive across the street in today, but <laughs> built a motor on a farm on a old rough sawn wood table in the machine shed and went racing for a little while there in 74. Um, yeah, and we had no success. I mean, we'd, we raced, I only raced at Eau Claire when that was open. Okay. Yep. And, um, it, you know, ended up 
kind of getting in crashes and I, and I don't even have an independent recollection of that. My wife reminded me of that. <laughs> we were talking about it today. But I think we ended up, well, I know we ended up blowing a motor and I'm pretty sure that was the end of that. Um, and then we didn't do anything till uh, really 1979. Uh, my brother-in-law and I were both working at the sheriff's office and he had just gotten back from the Navy. And another guy that was working up there um, was a sponsor and friend of uh, Rod Hoyt and Randy Hoyt from Knapp. And they were pretty darn good, you know, back then. First it was Rod, and then Randy came later. And, and anyhow, um, this other guy, Mike Carlin, that owned a gas station up there in Knapp, he said, well, I'll help you build a car because my brother-in-law has bright ideas. Well, let's build a car again. And so we did. And, um, <laughs> Talked built, you right into it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we built it in Mike Carlin's uh, garage. You know, he had a welder and a tubing bender, and and that was kind of our, I mean, he was kind of the guy that knew racing. We didn't really know much. And we built, uh, I think it was a 68 Camaro and raced that then a couple of years. And then that, 79, was the beginning of where I am today. We just, we've raced every summer since. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, all things just progressed and, we, um, in 81, we wanted the newer Camaro body style, you know, the, the sleeker looking ones. And so, uh, I can't remember if John Cartmill owned the Napa store in Menominee then or not, but he was instrumental in getting us, uh, I guess you'd say a professionally built roll cage and stuff put in this Camaro. And, um, <clears throat> so we had that car and it was called street stocks back then. It kind of looks like they're hobby stocks now, but it was street stocks. Sure. Um, did that then till uh, through 84. So from some, uh, well, with that car, then it had been uh, 81 to 84. And that's when we kind of started winning some races and such. Then in 85 and 86, we switched over to the Soda Modified. Had Dave Morgan and Rice Lake build us a brand new modified that was my first sort of brand new production race car you know tubular upper a-frames Ooh, that was a big deal yeah yeah and um and then 87 we got into late model and so you raced against uh roger then probably in mods too oh, sure huh? yeah because yeah. he raced till 93 yeah in the mod that's... class i believe yeah, somewhere around there, you say. So you pretty much got to see all the, you know, basically when, well, when Eau Claire shut down, then when, you know, Roger and everybody started up Menominee and all that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's six. So you started a 60, 65 Chevelle, which to me is a pretty badass car. 68 Camaros, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you could probably make some money off of that car, even <laughs> if it was a turd right now. <laughs> And that, what they call the frames back then? So in '86, when you did the mods, what? Well, uh, um, or who built it? So Dave Morgan built that modified, and it was on a, believe this or not, off of a uh, Chevrolet station wagon frame. <laughs> okay. And um, and I can't just remember what the rule was then. I I I think. Some of the mod guys would probably remember. I was only in it for two years, so I didn't pay that much attention. But 
uh, or I didn't wasn't in it long enough to really remember. But I think the frames had to go at least back to the rear end, where now they can cut them off shorter. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a deal. Um, leaf spring car, <laughs> and um, that, it was that pretty was interesting. It was pretty badass. I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we won the Minnesota National thing in '86 with it, and was third in '85. Um, and you know, Dave Morgan was just, I don't know, I don't want to say a little bit ahead of his time, but he, he built some pretty good cars. We were real happy with that. <laughs> well, that's a hell of a change. You go out there, you're like, I'm going racing. And all of a sudden, yeah, nah, right. <laughs> no, that was a bad year. And then it's like, okay, now every summer all the way up till now. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few weddings and stuff didn't get got to. So, yeah. I, yeah. And, and quite frankly, a lot of. Our friends and family, they just quit asking because they knew we wouldn't be around. Right. <laughs> I cannot comment on that subject. Class yeah. reunions, missed a lot of those. Oh, yeah. Man, that's – so back – I mean, what would you – as far as what was – do you remember what your biggest paid win was then back oh, – it would be 86? Um, well, the um, – no. The point, the Wasota points check would have been the biggest one, which I don't even remember what that was. It's probably up here somewhere. But um, <laughs> as far as an individual race, uh, I would, I'd be guessing to say nothing more than thousand dollars, probably. Okay. Yeah. And then what tracks? So. I mean, so 86, and when, what year did you get into the late models? 87. So 87. You only did one year in mods. Two years, or 84, two years. or excuse me, 85 and 86. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> what uh, What was the jump like back then, um, going from the mod to the late model? Was it a big jump, or was it... I mean, was it a lot different than today? Um. I guess the biggest thing, and it's true still today, is you know the late model is so much wider. I mean, you, you, uh, you know, you're coming out of the corner and you think somebody's next to you, and here it's just the A pillar or, or <laughs> C pillar or something, you know, and um, you know, and it's you can't see the front end, you can't see where the nose is ended, and can't see your front tires, and so, you know, that was the biggest thing. Speed, what? I mean, yeah, they were because of the bigger tires, they were, you know, they stuck quite a bit better too and uh quite honestly there in 97 and 98 I actually quit um but uh Dennis Repaul there in Menominee had me drive his mod and uh, George Shields up in Cameron had me drive his late model so I was kind of driving them both and um I always thought the late model was so much easier to drive because it was just a different steering deal and it was almost almost like getting into a Cadillac compared to the modified. So, right. uh, In that respect, they were they were kind of easier, but it it didn't take long to kind of get your head screwed on that you're in a late model. Was there was there a lot of guys back then that ever did two cars? I mean, Uh, I'm sure there was. You know, of course there is now, right. but um, uh, I'm sure there was, um, you know, and like I said, I, I had, I was pretty upside down financially in 97 and I'd had to spend even more money to really get 
ready for that 97 season and I just kind of I said I can't do this well then uh like I said Dennis got a hold of me and asked if I just drive his mod and I thought well I'm not a big mod guy but I guess I've done it before so meet sitting at home right <laughs> and then uh and then George Shields and Cameron he the same thing he didn't have a driver and had a had a late model and so they together they kind of would go to the same tracks and hop in and out and uh it's a young man's game there i mean it's it's physically it wasn't so bad but just mentally trying to remember what that car wanted and and so on was always the challenge for me and Mm -hmm. i think i mean as far as you know like working with jesse when he did mods and late models as far as driving side of things nowadays i feel like it's a lot closer too because i mean basically you can leave that setup in for the most part on a mod from you know the heat to the feature late model pretty close you can basically as long as you're half-ass decent in the heat you can just do a couple things and make it out to the feature as far as tires but back in the day i mean even i don't know kind of watching when i was younger too you could definitely tell that you know mods were super bobbly and <laughs> and like you said leaf springs i can't imagine if you got a big cushion if you're running up to hit that baby it's 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 probably not going to hold as good as it would now <clears throat> well actually those leaf springs were just very very forgiving but what we learned and kind of learned the hard way was when they decide to give up though they like give up right now and you'll just you'll spin yourself out and wonder why and it's like <laughs> what is the world going on and um it got we finally learned that you know they wear out and you'd put a new Uh-oh. set of leaf springs in and it was just bolted <laughs> and it was just the weirdest thing but it'd go through holes and i think that's why morgan's car was pretty good you know because it was just so forgiving and and if you had you know good springs in or newer springs it was just it was good. So what you're saying is if we still had leaf springs now, everybody's wall would be loaded with leaf springs instead of shocks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you said it right there. Shocks is the big deal nowadays. And, and you know, that was before with the late models. That was before, you know, you started running the left rear spring behind the rear end and, and all of that. So, uh, yeah, I don't <clears> – <throat> we joke about it now and then, you know, when we're not running very good. Maybe we should get some leaf springs. You know? <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure the technology has passed them up pretty. So when we were talking to Roger, I mean, he wouldn't really let out anything about the uh, trying to do anything illegal or cheating anything that way. You got any of them stories where? Uh, well, you have to define what illegal is. Well, it's <laughs> only illegal until they make a rule about it. Or well, until, you know. and that's usually the case. Yeah. <laughs> Did any um, rules get made up because of John Canta? Um. I guess I don't know. I've never been on the rule committee. Um, but we've had our times. I mean, when, when people have, you know, uh, protested something of ours. I mean, I think it was uh, street stock days. You know, there was a protest on a set of heads that we had on there. And, you know, it went through with soda and all that. And that particular time they found that they were okay. Um, you know, and... You know, if you got the wrong tire on, back when you'd be able to run a couple of different compounds um, at one track and not another, 
you know, you kind of forget what track you're at sometimes. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, that happened to us at Cedar Lake. Um, and we uh, naturally, we won that night. Of course. Oh, yeah, of course. And, um, of course. yeah, <laughs> and somebody complained, and uh, one of the owners came over and, you know, just kind of walked around the car and looked and asked, he said, did you have that tire on in the feature? And Yeah, why? Can't run that. It's like light bulb goes on like, oh. Oh, son of a... <laughs> so, um, you know, I voluntarily gave the win up. You know, I, cause I think they'd just let us have it. And I said, no, I can't. This, I want the money, but... Yeah, you know if it's not right, it's not right. So right. right. Yeah, I had that. I actually had that happen. I drove all the way to Chateau, and they're like, uh, "You have to have at least one lap, at least, on your tire." I'm like, um, "Can I, I go have, do it now?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't throw any used ones on. You know, I'm like, "What? What do you want me to do Dude, now?" <laughs> hot laps. Does that count? Like everything's fresh out here well i mean it's your first race with us so i guess we'll let it slide i'm like oh, okay <laughs> well and we get all these you know not just us but a lot of the late model guys especially you know a lot of body rule infractions you know that aren't necessarily deal breakers but you know they scold you and say you better get that deck height down or your fender's too long or yeah. and it's just like uh you know it's Part of the game, I yeah. guess. Yep. It's like we're racing at Cedar, not Eldora. My deck is right. not really going to matter much. I can drive out of it. Right. <laughs> right. So looking at your uh, feature win board up here, have you ever have you ever actually figured out how many feature wins you have? You know, uh, I tried. In fact, my oldest son asked me that just the other day. And I I kept track for a while, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of funny when you don't run real good or you have some years that you're kind of stumbling, you kind of then don't care anymore, you know. <laughs> so, uh, I, I I mean, I don't have as many as some, but I've got a lot more than many. Uh, I think we're over a couple hundred probably, all, all the classes That's combined. Huge. And, <laughs> I mean... Some of the South Dakota guys, you know, they're five, six hundred, and wow. I think Doors, I don't know where he's at, probably over eight million just at Cedar Lake. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. you know? but including hot lap wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've won a few hot lap sessions. I'm <laughs> sure. This year was a pretty good hot lap year for you. Yeah, that was about all it was. <laughs> through uh, through all those wins, do you have a favorite one or two? Well, and this question comes up every now and then. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of them that were really special because they were, you know, bigger races, especially like fall invitationals or yeah. mm-hmm. when we started running uh, the challenge series is more regular. You know, any challenge series was a special. You know, and those those were always good. And then, uh, but the but the kind of the one I always think about is it wasn't a single race, but it was like a, a two-day point series thing in uh, Casson, oh, yeah. Minnesota. Um, it was called the Mom and Pop Series, and it was, um, I think it was, I think it was right around the 4th of July. I, I don't remember. 
but we won the, the point series and uh, they gave us uh, the trophy was this really neat and I have it in the house um, uh, eagle statue oh. and um, you know with the, with the flag and everything else and, and what made it so special was my son had been in the Navy was in the Navy and was home on leave and he had just gotten back from uh, I think it was uh, Iraqi Freedom or, or something like that. So he was with us then oh, down that's, there. That's sweet. And so that was that was really cool. Yeah, that one always sticks in my head. Definitely makes it special. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You just got you got two boys then? Yep, Christopher and Tony. Tony's the baby. Okay. <laughs> I see Tony quite a bit at Jimmy's. Yep. Yeah. Old John Canta, you won me quite a few dollar bills at Red Cedar. If you didn't know it. <laughs> Must have been a long time ago. Oh, come on now. You're not that bad. Come on. One bad year. Look at all these checks. Yeah. I can't get over it. Literally, I can't get I over know. it. <laughs> can't even count I them. love it. So you got new, is that brand new car going together? Or? That's a new car over there. Um, we are... Um, uh, we're just we're just trying another another car. Uh, I mean, since since '99, we've had nothing but Mars cars. I mean, they were master built originally with their massaging and yep. and things. Um, and then, of course, they started building their own. And so we've been in their camp ever since '99, and they've they've really gone out of their way to you know treat us good and well we were neighbors they lived just down the road but um tony and aj actually started working there in college and and uh and i i guess i'm not sure yeah that would have been before i got that uh that first car from them but uh yeah so this one's a a new one we're just we're going to try some different things with it and Probably do a little experimenting with it, and uh, not only for us, but for the Mars shop as well. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Proof will be in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, at least we know you can do it. Um, how many, I mean, as far as, you know, 200 wins in, new car this year. Uh, what is your MB, I guess we could call it MB Customs. What's your MB Customs experience been like? Because you've been to some you know, some pretty big races and there's a lot of different chassis out there. And like when I was watching, uh, Oh, I can't remember. It would have been, yeah. Wild West shootout. You know, basically it was MBs and then there was only two other chassis builders out there. So when you go to them big tracks, like, do you see, have you raced those other frames? Is there a huge difference between just the frame itself or like when Master Built first started and Jimmy started tuning it, what did you see there? Well, <clears throat> in the Master Build days, um, I think you you saw a lot of Master Builts, and I think back then there was you know GRTs were kind of popular, and um, I just don't remember if there was a whole lot of rocket cars around here at that time. Um, and there were some Fagger cars too. Fagger cars, here, yeah. some, some uh, Schwartz cars. Um, Rayburns yet we're still around um today <clears throat> you got the mbs and uh and, and of course now we see more rockets around here longhorn yeah. oh yeah longhorn, um, yep. is you know one of the the bigger ones coming through um 
I don't study other people's cars a whole lot because um, usually we got handful uh, enough handful with our own. <laughs> but the MBs in our world, as far as Wasota goes, um, have. I mean, I. There absolutely no doubt in my mind that they could win any race, heat feature, anywhere. Hot laps. Mm-hmm. Hot laps. <laughs> yep. Um, I have never, ever, ever regretted having any of their cars, ever. Uh, now that they got the shock program too. I mean, when Chris started working there, what was I mean? Especially for you. I mean, starting starting in '85 with the mod, and now you know, <laughs> tossing the leaf springs out and going to shocks. I mean, I'm sure you had some sort of a shock, regardless, all the time. But what was it like once? I mean, Chris hopped on board because I mean he's been there the whole time with Jimmy, and then always doing uh, now him and Mark are doing shocks. You need to understand, I I was not. Uh, first of all, they weren't selling cars until 99 so from 87 when i started uh and i bought an, uh, a car a used car from leon plank um shocks were something you order from speedway or yep, or something you know and you you put them on and um and then after that we had a couple of larry shaw cars uh, and again shocks were just hydraulic you know you know 30 out, 70 in kind of deals, you know, and nothing spectacular. And um, and then, well, that's, yeah, then that's when I took a couple of years off and such. But it wasn't until 99 that we actually got in the Mars camp. And, and I'm not positive about this, um, but Leon Plank, uh, I actually ran into him in a bar, if you can believe that. <laughs> um, we got talking, and, and Leon kind of, he hadn't been racing for a while. And, of course, we all know his success and uh, so on. And, and he just kind of had the itch a little bit. And, and so he and I actually worked a deal out um, because I was out of it, 97, 98. I had driven for Reap and and uh, George, and and so I would have probably still been out of it had I not run into Leon. And so he got talking and kind of wanted to do a little bit of driving himself, not not nothing full time, or but he didn't have a crew, didn't have nothing, didn't didn't want to get that involved. But he said, "I want to have Jimmy and Chris build us a car." There's no way. I said, they are running good right now. I think Jimmy had just, what was it, 97 won the yep. 100,000 mm, yep. dream race. They're, they ain't going to build us a car. <laughs> Why would they? And Leon said, I, 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 I'm going to find out. So I think, and they can correct me if I'm wrong, I think we were the first customer wow. for wow. them. And, it, and um, Tony and I went and picked the car up at LeFevre's shop when Jimmy ran the asphalt that one year. Yep. Uh, we went up to Lakeville and and picked up Master Built by Mars car, and it was just beautiful, the workmanship and such. And we've been there ever since. That's cool. That's, so, that's awesome. Um, 
I'm glad they're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're the first customer. Well, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, and, and I well, wouldn't have been had it not been for Leon. And you got to be close to the first customer regardless. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty damn cool. Now, especially now that you're going to all these local tracks. And I mean, damn near every car you can see an MB sticker on. Yeah. If it's, much. I mean, late model or mod, there's a few. Well, and you know, that brings up a point because for people that race around here, you can't swing a dead cat, but what you hit an MB car. <laughs> and then for a kicker, you get Jimmy or AJ in one of them besides. Right. Yep. So, you know, guys out West, I mean, there's getting to be more and more. Um, they don't have to deal with such good cars. I mean, it's, right. you go to Menominee and I mean, you've been there and yep. by far the mo- the majority of the cars are MBs. And so you're racing against that, um, technology and yep. and stuff and it's tough even watching the wild the wild or wild west shootout in the mod race i remember it was towards the end of the feature so there's like even five to go and it was literally the top five were all drivers that race here and then there was two guys that from down there that were locals in sixth and seventh and then eighth and tenth were all names from around here too jeez i'm <laughs> like huh I'm like, okay, so first is an MB, second's an MB. Don't know what he uses, don't know what he uses, and I know that's an MB. I'm like, well, <laughs> that ain't so bad, you know. And going to all these tracks and stuff, it's just, it's crazy that, you know, that close, plus, you know, all the people we know basically race them. Right. That's super cool how good they can do. And like you said, having, I mean, even regardless if they're racing them, 90% of the time they're at the same track as you will be. Right. Yeah. So that's huge. I uh I was gonna ask you, um, I think just kinda looking at the big picture of like the technology with everything, um I don't know, like how how would you say it's I mean, I guess what are your thoughts on the technology? I just feel like everything is so precise now compared to to when it was you know, started and everything. Um like we were talking about shocks and stuff. It's all like a science now. I think what's happened, and, you know, I I would have to say I, I kind of hope it holds serve here in our area um, because most of us can't afford it to go too much farther. <laughs> right. But, yeah. you know, Gunner talking about the shocks, it's kind of gotten to the point where you're really pretty heavily – um, relying on your shock builder, so in our case, Chris, um, because we just can't know everything, Chris or Mark. Um, or Mark. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> we just can't uh, keep up with it ourselves. And, um, I mean, Tony knows light years more about them than I. And if it was just me, I'd probably know more. But it, it kind of ends up being, well, if he knows it, why do I need to double know it? Right, that, right in depth you know and and i guess i probably should but um i know enough i know just enough about them that uh i can try and give tony some feedback but um but it's just not like something you can just always just completely do on your own anymore you need that support yeah Mm -hmm. that's i know when i when i first started in the sprint car you know it was just we put on whatever and then all of a sudden super super shocks came around and they had a pretty good deal there 
I mean, you pay a hundred bucks a month or something like that. And you got your shocks and stuff and then you send them in at the end of the year. And if you had to replace one, you paid for it, whatever. And they were good. I mean, the first race I ever raced with them, second place. I can tell you right now, I didn't know a God dang thing about what happened. But all I know is those purple things that were attached to it, they did fine. You know, that's, that, that was the best. Well, then all of a sudden we start looking, and now I'm on Pro Shocks by Slade. And the price tag on those, I mean, that's it's enough. And I ran them, and I'm like, you know, like I said, I don't know enough just like you do. But I kept getting this bounce. I'm like, I don't like this at all. Right. I want to be able to go full sand into that cushion and leave my foot on the floor. I don't want to have to lift. I don't want to have to correct it. I need to hit that and use it all the way around. So we tried some other stuff. Well, now I'm on Advanced Shocks, which is just another company, but they use different technology. If Cam Schaefer was on, he could tell you all about them. Yep. But when I put those shocks on, I'm like, Oh my goodness. This is what a sprint car is supposed to feel like, you know, a little free plug for advanced shocks. But (laughs) when I put them on, like you said, that's how important these shocks are. That literally changed everything when I put them on. And I mean, it was, it's nice that I went through your speedway pros off the shelf to the, the purple ones (laughs) and they were all right. And then back to rebuilt pros that came off the shelf but put his name on them and then to these and it was 900 percent different i mean it, it's, it's crazy it's, it's nuts how, i think it's i think it's so crazy at like how expensive they are right. too and then you know listening to some of the older stories where you basically go to fleet farm and pick them up off the shelf and now you're right. <laughs> Right. You know, calling guys and spending two, three upward, you know, <laughs> and, I mean, that's crazy. And now that you got a new car too, I, I remember walking into Jimmy's one day, I was going over there to do something with Sam and Jesse or whatever it was, but Jimmy was actually there working on a customer's car and it was up on the hoist. So I walked underneath there where he was working and I was trying to give him a little bit of a hard time, but I looked at the right rear of that rear end or not the rear end, whatever that bar that comes forward all the different spots you can put that bar and i seen that there was three different holes that had been used i looked at jimmy i said what in the hell is the point of 20 different places for this little tiny bar to go he's like well you see the wear marks i say yeah we only usually use about three of them (laughs) (laughs) you know just in case you need more. <laughs> and like, you know, coming from a sprint car, it's like, okay, so you can't put a turn in the right rear here. So I got to move this up five holes. Like what is, and I've tried to ask Jesse that before, but if you move that bar up one or two, can you tell in the car? Oh yeah. You can tell yeah, quite you're a talking bit. about the right rear rods. Yeah. Rods that go forward. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you, um, you know, for example, if you move the bottom rod up, It'll it'll loosen you up entering the corner. Okay. Um, and and we do that, you know, every now and then. I mean, we don't move them five holes, but <laughs> um, but I found that that you know if the track's real fast in a heat race or something, or uh, we really are just on the gas the whole time, it helps free the car up a little bit going in. So and vice versa, if you know if the track's real 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 slow, you can lower it past whatever standard is and it would help tighten up 
that's just <laughs> you look under the rear end of a car i mean and especially for you you know going from that mod with leaves to now i mean when you looked at a car when they first started putting all them brackets on and stuff it's right. like and same Do I need a drink i know yeah. <laughs> i i'm like i don't i can't even calculate what this is going to do in my head because with me it's like ah, just put a half a turn in the right rear track looks rough <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, well, and that four bar, which you know, it gets so crazy because the rear ends move in every which direction, depending on what you do with those bars. So it can it can get to be a head scratcher <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, I got kind of a random question for you, but it's kind of a two part question. Um, have you always been number eighty five, and how come you are number eighty five? I have been, and I've had that question asked before. And I, I always say I, I do not have an independent, independent recollection as to why. <laughs> um, other than my guess, and, it, and it's the only thing I can possibly think of, is in 1974, I was starting my career in law enforcement. And one of my part-time gigs was patrolman in Elk Mound, and that call sign was 85 oh so i can only imagine that that's why it ended up sure looking back on it it's one of the hardest numbers to fit on a door and make it look fast so, <laughs> you know oh it definitely looks fast on your car yeah <laughs> i mean looking at the it's band a hard number there. to manipulate to make the graphics look good yeah Number 85 so why blue and yellow um See, yeah, now nobody's asked me that question before, and I guess I don't. I don't really know. I guess I just liked the colors, and because um, our first car was just kind of a two-tone blue, the next one was yellow. Um, the next one was yellow. And then we had a red one in there. Oh, the modified was blue and yellow, probably Napa. Yeah, because oh, Napa was our big sponsor was in '85 and '80s. Well, before that too, but. Um, yeah, that was probably what started it out, the blue and yellow. Uh, so you talked about John Cartmill, you know, owning the Napa store, getting you a good cage and stuff. What, uh, how much was he involved as far as your career? He was involved with it quite a bit. He wasn't, um, um, you know, I guess what you'd identify as a full-time pit guy for us. But, you know, Rick Cremery, um, uh, lives at the time lived well he's going to probably he's redoing the house but uh they were neighbors best friends and rick was with us uh from almost day one yeah good guy you know we started in 79 and i'm not sure exactly when he he came with us but we were having motor trouble and um and rick's a few years younger than me as is everybody but (laughs) come on uh, he came on either late 79 or in the 80s to kind of start taking care of our motor stuff and and uh, John Cartmill was his best friend so John was around a lot and and then um, he was uh, I, again I don't know what years he owned the Napa store in Menominee but then uh, another owner uh, Dick Brinkman was in with him and ended up owning the store in uh, Colfax Rick uh was part owner of the of the Napa stores in Eau Claire, and so that kind of became a niche. You know, each store contributed and sponsored us, and and John was um, 
just around us a lot, went to a lot of races with us, um, and Dick did also. Uh, you know, Cedar Lake, Fountain City, Race Lake, they went along with us a lot. But, um, and they helped a lot. They were over at the shop quite a bit too, but it was really Rick and, and um, some of my other friends that were kind of the hardcore ones. And, I mean, Christ, Rick's still with me. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> she still build your motors for you? No, no, that's all outsourced now and, and so on. But, uh, you know, for whatever it is, 40-some years, let's say, he's been at the shop once a week and he used to race you know go with us racing a lot in the younger days doesn't get to go quite as much anymore but um i could count on one hand the weeks he didn't make it out yeah so that's that's quite a bit of dedication which is all these checks and and trophies i mean i have always had great people around me so that's kind of where that comes Yep. Um, that's fine. I think we should be all right. Yeah. Whatever. If you hear noise in the background, it's just the heater. Furnace kicked yep. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, do you have any uh, sponsors that have, or I guess like your longest sponsor or maybe one that's been with you for the longest? Or um, I would have to say, um, well, Rick's Auto Care Center, Rick Crummery. Um, has been with us since the beginning of time. Uh, and then another friend of mine, Bob Standard, um, became the owner of Don Sheet Metal in Eau Claire. And, I mean, he's been with us since day one. I mean, he pitted pretty heavily for us. And then when he bought, took over the business, um, he started sponsoring us. Um, other than that, uh, Jimmy's probably been the next one that's that's been around the longest. I think I was trying to think here. Um, yeah, all the rest of them have been more recent years, but have been with us many years. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, but those three, I would say, have been with the longest. Hmm. There's how many? Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to because there's a lot. I mean, two hundred and some wins, but. I was I was kind of trying to look for some some type of uh, I wouldn't say facts but just like oh, help can't me believe everything here. you read yeah <laughs> well like how many times have you won the Punky Maynard I I think um, boy you put me on the spot I think I saw a post that <laughs> I think four four Red Cedar said four or something because that's that's a pretty tough one to win there because everybody yeah. comes for that. Yeah. Yeah. And to get four out of that deal. Um, yeah. As far as series go, like, where's the farthest that you've ever traveled? The farthest probably has been um, Great Falls, Montana. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, I love Montana. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've been up in Canada. Too, but I'm not sure that that's farther than Great Falls. Great Falls, I think, is about as far as we've gone. Well, we've traveled. I forgot when we were following the WDRL series. Yep. We raced Kansas City and um, quite a bit in Nebraska. Well, not quite a bit, but several trips to Nebraska and 
course, Iowa and Illinois. Um, so I suppose, I suppose Great Falls, um, Kansas City, probably were our farthest. Did you get into any of them tours as far as like you're gone for three, four weeks at all? Not so much three, four weeks. Um, there were some swings that we'd be gone a week and a half. Um, but, I mean, I've never raced Florida. It, it just, I can't afford to. I just, you know. And I drove for a, a fellow in Arizona when the Wild West shootout was in Tucson one year. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But, um, and that WDRL thing was sort of the next level for us. You know, you had Wasota. And then WDRL was kind of not the professional guys, but guys that had open cars and were still had a day job kind of deal. And I loved that series. We had so much fun. The, the, the people that ran it and the officials, they all were one package, were such great guys. I just And once you kind of got to know the new racers, because you were new coming in, you know, and kind of, you know, who in the hell's this? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we made great friendships in that. Chris Simpson, Chad Simpson, um, you know, some of those guys, uh, it really was a lot of fun there. But um, other than that, um, you know, you just stay within your means. Have you ever raced an open motor? Oh, yeah. Like, the WDRL you? was all open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Pro Power 430, which was pretty good motor back then, and in 07, 08, 09. Uh, and we, you know, we've used to run a few of the Outlaw shows, and the ones that we've run now, we just run them with soda motor, right. kind of field fillers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a pretty decent check if you make the A. <clears throat> Not too bad. So, yeah. I know James. He had. <laughs> Were you, were you up there when James ended up getting quick time with the Wasota motor up in? Yes, that was yeah, that was cool, man. Yeah, I was so stoked. I <laughs> I went to care whose name it was, but as long as it was somebody with a Wasota motor, I just <laughs> yeah, that's got to make those outlaw guys kind of go. Oh, what? what are we doing? <laughs> right? Yeah, that was good. That was, I still remember looking well, at my race pass and, and it that. bodes well for Wasota sanctioning. I mean, it, yes. it says a lot for the kind of racers we have in our area yep. right you know it's got to make the world outlaw guys go you know they aren't right. they aren't just slugs up here right so that you know that was a good promotion for all of us yep so what uh back in the day your first race or i guess i wouldn't say you know that was what intrigued me about roger when he first started talking about going racing he's like yeah we just you know hauled it to the or what did he haul it with yeah i think he said on like a car car dog car hauler or how, something <laughs> how did you get your race car to the track the first time in 74 and i just learned this today because <laughs> i was looking through some stuff to kind of jog my memory but um in 74 we pulled it to the track with a tow bar and a buddy's pickup <laughs> and then in 79 um <laughs> I traded a horse for a pair of mobile home axles so we could build a trailer. That's awesome. Um, and that, that's kind of how it started. Just pulled it behind a, you know, 
Half ton pickup. I guess as long as you didn't have to use the horse to get the car to the track, you're doing all right. Well, you know, I, I, I was over the horse. I wanted to go do something else. I guess. Horsepower. Horsepower. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wanted I'm, more horses. My mom always had horses, and you know, I was always asked by all of her friends or whatever, "Why don't you have a horse? Or why don't you ride horse?" And I mean, I rode horse. I rode plenty of horse, and I said, "No." I just, I just want horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> I just want lots yeah, of horsepower. That's probably what it was. <laughs> yeah. Give me about 800 of them and I should be okay. <laughs> uh, Eau Claire Speedway. Then you had Red Cedar Speedway. So when did you like start as, I guess like, you can't really say traveling, but I know Roger said back oh, when he first got the mod, that's when he kind of started to do that Canada tour and all that. Did you end up going up to Canada and like the Ashland deal and stuff? Um, so... Uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, was like the big fall race okay. many years ago. And uh, the only time my wife and I drove up there, and it wasn't with the car. We were just going to go up and watch. It rained cats and dogs, <laughs> um, and we never saw a race. It's the only time I've been up to that track. Uh, so we really didn't start uh stretching it out i mean i don't even think we did a lot with the modified it wasn't until quite honestly um i'm sure it wasn't until after we got a car from mars's and then you know just was a little bit better able to to stretch out a little bit and the challenge series i think started in the early 2000s or late uh, probably about the same time 99 somewhere in there and we didn't hook onto that right away um, until, you know, I think 2002 was our first time. So that probably was our first traveling, you know, gig okay. uh, mm-hmm. to speak of. And you, out of state, did you ever do any out of state stuff with the mod? I mean, as far as. Well, besides the- Minnesota, um, you know, I don't remember us going to the Dakotas. Or anywhere else, um, I probably Wisconsin, Minnesota was all we did with the mod too. Okay. Are you um, are you a big fan of your home track, or what would you say your favorite track to race at is? Well, I like Menominee, um, but I've I've enjoyed some other tracks, and uh, just either because of their configuration or that they're, you know. Uh, uh well, you were talking about chateau when we first got here <laughs> yeah i've been there at um or they, i think they had late models once we were yeah. there might have been a challenge series race um i think i might have even spun out that night i don't remember <laughs> caused somebody to spin. i think that's what happened i i caused somebody to spin out and i went to the back so that was my big night there but um i mean there's some Oh man, there's I mean there's some nice tracks around uh, Mandan out by uh, you know Bismarck. That's a nice track. There's you know, a couple tracks in Nebraska that are just I mean they get black but they don't rubber up necessarily. No, really nice. That would uh, be fun. <laughs> I mean you guys have all been to Deer Creek. That's uh, it's a That's it's a tough I... track in a late model to pass on, but just top-notch everything yeah. else mm-hmm. 
facility, everything. Yes. Uh, Only raced there once, but man. Treat you so good. Um, Yeah, there's, I mean, we've been to like 60 tracks, you know, over the years, and um, and there's some pretty nice ones, but uh, Menominee can be pretty nice too. I mean, it's... It yep. just depends on, of course, if you if you got a really good year going, it probably doesn't really matter what kind of track you're on. The car just works. Yep. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it takes quite a bit of confidence, like you said. You know, I'm sure that DSR or that WDRL thing really helped uh, huge as far as wanting to go farther after that. Right. Yeah, I kind of always said that that was a good even if you didn't have a good night, it was a positive negative because uh, you just, you, you had to drive harder. It was an open motor deal. Uh, and so when you came back to Wissota Land and put in your spec motor, it just helped you drive better too. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you look at the, you know, the Jimmies and the AJs and stuff, and guys that, you know, doors that have run a lot of that open stuff. You can just see they got an edge on yeah. um, mm-hmm. most of us. So, One thing I've always noticed about your driving, too, is, is not, I mean, 99% of the time you're just smooth. As far There's no, you know, quick wiggles or anything like that. It's always a smooth run, you know, and that's. Yeah, sometimes that me, works to your disadvantage. It, <laughs> well. You know, it's like, why are you so damn slow? You know? Wow. <laughs> I watched that uh, when you won. I think it was Superior, maybe against Daryl. You caught, well, you glensed him basically. <laughs> caught him on the last lap there, but you were, I mean, right through the middle. Daryl's down on the bottom. You're running right through the middle, and honest to gosh, your car. I mean, coming out of two, you'd wash up just a little bit, but you never overcorrected it. It was always just straight back to where the last mark was, and that, I mean experience you know, and, and we were talking about kyle larson before this thing started here and and i was watching him that night here a couple nights ago and i'm i'm trying to decide why he was so fast is it because he's not letting the car slip is the car that good obviously he's got talent but a lot of other guys got talent oh, right. miles in that race too you know and yep. so you're wondering you're you're analyzing it why was he so fast was he driving the car different and so um I don't know. I you get worms in your head when you start trying to <laughs> diagnose what you should be doing, shouldn't be doing, and I write myself notes. You know, I should, you know, don't be afraid to bend the car, get it in there, and then I think, yeah, but that's not always the right thing to do either. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta know when. And, oh, it's crazy. Oh, that. I mean, at that Wild West shootout, when what was it, Urban? Oh, Urban. Oh, uh, slide job after yeah, slide Ricky. job. Yeah. Oh, man. I watched a couple of replays again this week. And when Herb. Ricky Thornton. Yeah. When he went for it, man, that is that is a needle right there. <laughs> he didn't have more than an inch. Right. He just pounded it in. There. That was stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's why we like racing. We like yeah. to watch that stuff. Golly. So, back. I, I just I want to talk about the old stuff, John. You got yeah. any, like. I don't know. I tried to ask Roger, did he cause any bad wrecks or was there any feuds, you know, as far as him and another driver? Or do you have any anybody that you oh, got back, into it with that you can remember? Back in the day, we'd, I mean, you'd have your rivals and, and such. I mean, I don't, uh, 
I mean, you could count on less than one hand where, I mean, I never got in a fisticuffs with anybody, to my knowledge. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe I was knocked out. I don't remember. Um, but, um, you know, of course you had your rivals and the people you didn't like and didn't really care to talk to them. Um, and I, no question, I caused wrecks I'd, in all classes. You know, the guy'd be a liar if he said they haven't, you know, and I just tried to own up to them, you know, if there was, you know, I didn't make some crap up like, you know, oh, geez, I, you know. <laughs> Leaves ring broke. Slipped off the brake <laughs> and the throttle, and I'm sorry, you know, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm bet it was me, you know, yeah. my deal. But, um, yeah, I, well, I'm sure I have. And there's probably a lot of testimonials out there that'll <laughs> confirm that. <laughs> but, um all in all, especially in the late model years, I'd have to say, in general, um, everybody respects pretty much everybody up here. I, I mean, this has just been a, and I'm talking over years and years, just an outstanding group to race with. And, you know, maybe you don't go have breakfast the next day with them, but uh, <laughs> A lot, a lot of respect amongst everybody, and for the most part, everybody gets along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, well, we're getting close to an hour here, so um, we do two-minute questions where we try to do some Ooh. quick questions, but Throw some stuff at you. <laughs> but before we do that, I mean, trying to wrap everything all into one. I mean, I sometimes these questions that we ask you need explaining so the, <laughs> the first one that i want to ask you so you can explain it is i want to know or if you can try what your best memory was i mean it doesn't have to be a certain year or whatever but throughout the entire racing best memory or favorite or whatever i well, I will give you an answer that probably is a non-answer, and it's this. I have been, um, throughout my racing career, and, and now especially, uh, I've had the, the uh, privilege of having some crew people that have been call it loyal or or focused on our team and our team only that have been with me for you know many 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 years now in addition um you know once tony got out of high school and kind of got back from college i've been able to do all these things with my son and he has you know really kind of taken over um, the day-to-day -day things because that's what he does. I mean, he works at Jimmy's and he sees this stuff day in, day out. He knows measurements. He knows this and that. Yep. I'm not there. And so I rely heavily on on what he has to say and his thoughts. And, uh, and he has a business degree. So he's, you know, he's kind of got the business um, idea in mind as well. Yep. So that doesn't really answer your question, but if you're oh, going to, you know, pick something that I 
cherish, I guess, in the racing yep. career, that would be it. That's yeah. a very good answer. Because <laughs> me and Gunner can sit right there with you on that end. I mean, yeah. Every day with my dad, as far as race cars go, plus work, I mean. Yeah, there's I, a lot, lot to that, especially, and you guys got a ways yet, but when you're able to look back on it, reflect, yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. huge. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of setting me up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we got sappy no, for Tony you, will for... fire me tomorrow for something. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> come on now. Probably for bringing him up on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Now you're gonna have to tell him to listen to it. <laughs> Played over the loudspeakers at MB yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. All right. You ready for these two minute drills? Sure. It might turn into five, but whatever. We'll start easy. What's your favorite beer? Bushlight. Favorite car brand? Chevrolet. How many arrests have you made in your career of cop? Oh, my. Ooh. <laughs> you were a bad Arrest? cop. Yeah, were you a mean cop? No. I, I. It's kind of funny because I've, and again, there will probably be plenty of testimonials on this, but <laughs> I, I, have, I, hope I have questioned myself as to uh, whether that was really the right profession. When I went to the guidance counselor <laughs> in high school, he asked me what I wanted to do after school. I said, I want to go to school to be an auto mechanic. He said, course is full. What's next? I didn't know. He said, what about police science? Huh. Oh, well, that sounds, sounds okay. Sure. Nobody <laughs> in my family had ever done it. Um, but I probably wasn't as aggressive as I could have been. Or, and, you know, you got to understand it was a whole different environment back then than it is now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, whatever your question was, that's yeah. the answer. <laughs> I it kind of brought up another uh, thought, but racers, racing supplies. I worked there for a couple of years with G Man while he owned it, mm-hmm. and I still <laughs> probably shouldn't tell you this because you might still know people. But I recall the day you brought in the training cars oh, sure. to get bumpers made. Yeah. Well, when you bring cop cars to a race shop, <laughs> and we build you armor. We have to test it. <laughs> oh, good. And you we know exactly. Still have them. Yeah, you ex- you know exactly what the uh, parking lot looked like there. It was designed like a racetrack. Yeah, so I have no problem with that. <laughs> I will not have to tell you anymore because you can imagine. <laughs> but it was awesome. a fun day at work once we got them bumpers built for it. <laughs> um, worst part about being a cop. Um. scrutiny i guess um and what i mean by that is is um the general public doesn't know on a particular issue all the details of it and so information that isn't just exactly right gets out and so there's you know i mean you look at everything that's going on today and these, you know, beatings and racial uh, things going on. I don't condone it one bit, but I also know there's more to the story. Right. So I, I try and reserve that because of what I remember. So that's what I guess I would answer that with. Hmm. Um, favor, or I guess if you could have any vehicle, what, uh, what would it be? Any street vehicle, I guess. Um, 
Well, that's a pretty darn good good question because I don't know if I'd want a pickup truck or a, or a car. So, um, I guess I would, I guess I would probably, I probably would just say a, a nice pickup. Yeah. My yeah. wife wants a red Mustang, so it'd been that had been an easy one for her. But. Yeah. <laughs> You can't hardly afford brand new pickups now. You about got a wish for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how many race cars have you actually owned? Oh, my. <laughs> Ballpark number, just like feature wins. Um, uh, so, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Probably, um, probably around 20. That's a solid number of cars. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what was your most successful year? Like, what year? I guess would have been your. I think that would have probably had to have been uh, 2003. I think we won. I have to go look again. I, I think it was near 20 races, oh, features. That'd be um, And I don't. I don't know if we won the Challenge Series that year. Or not, but we did win the Wasota points deal. Um, so that was that was probably our best year. I mean, we had a couple good ones there in the modified too, but and that car ended up in Canada. So, <laughs> so much I, for that uh, one. I kind of noticed that you know the helmet sitting here off to my left, and I know your other one. You got one Mounders. You got. Elk Mountain Mounders, and then you got one Badgers. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite football team, high school, college, NFL? Well, of course, high school, I have to say Elk Mountain because I played there. My Both my sons played there, and now my grandsons are playing there. Uh, so, yeah, that's an easy one for high school. College, yeah, I'm a Badger fan. I'm not a – I'm not a – I don't watch them every week, but I don't have any other college team that necessarily – Sticks out, and then the Packers. I would assume well, up for until the yesterday. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, of course the Packers. Oh, always the Packers. Um, what is the one thing on your bucket list that you'd want to check off next? Um. So, one thing I would have liked to have done. Uh, but racing was a big reason I didn't, uh, and I'm not going to be doing it. So I, I don't know, I guess it wouldn't be on my bucket list, but, uh, so I enjoy flying. I'm a pilot. I would have liked to have gone deeper into that training. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I could have seen having done some sort of career in that deal, but I didn't start flying till I was, you know, in my forties and such. Whoa. And you got your own plane too? I used to. Oh. Um, that's cool. But that's awesome. That's that's an area that I I would, looking back, wished I would have, you know, did more on, and very likely would have if I wouldn't have been racing and so invested in racing. But right, too bad Tony wasn't graduated back in the day. You could have just flew to the track. He could have yeah, gone there. Well, I've done that a few times, but I don't know. It's, now it's almost more relaxing just uh hop in the truck and let him drive <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> uh how about vacation place um 
our vacation places uh, usually end up being Florida for a little bit. Uh, I threatened to maybe go to some of these Gulf or uh, Caribbean uh, hot spots. We just never have. My wife just retired this spring, this 2020 spring. So, you know, we never had the opportunity to. So, uh, other than that, probably Florida, I guess, has been our only big. We're not big travelers. We may be now. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as this COVID thing gets done, yeah. and that, I could see hopping an RV and yeah, you're telling me being on the road all all winter somewhere warm. Best freaking flight rates in history to go to Hawaii, and I'm not going because they want me to wear a mask on the beach. No. Oh, really? On the oh, beach? On the wow. beach? You scared yeah. of the fresh air? Oh, I just <laughs> pissed when I read that. I would like to. I would like to go to Hawaii yet. I haven't been. Do there. it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Someday. I can get an RV over there. No, yeah. I love flying, so that's not a problem. <laughs> Got some more? I think I'm, uh, I'm fresh out. All right, I'm going to go quick with you. Favorite food? Pizza. Uh, favorite restaurant? Um, any pizza place. <laughs> Car brand? Chevrolet. We did that one. We did do that yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, I was sleeping. <laughs> Muscle car. Um, I'd probably go with like, uh, like a nice, uh, 454 equipped 72 Chevelle. Yeah. I nice. was going to say, I, I was just <laughs> thinking that what motor, what motor, what motor. <laughs> yeah. That nice hood, you know, hood scoop hood. That's yeah. Nice. That, uh, he said Chevelle. So I got lost there for a second. <laughs> oh, what shoe you put on first? What's that? What shoe do you put on first? Um, probably left. Lee. we got to start checking out what which one's more we got to keep a tally i know we ask that question about every podcast and really? uh, it's different every time yeah literally every single time i think it's been left or right yeah it's well well it's got to be one of them <laughs> it's a 50 50 which one are you gonna put it on but i mean yeah they're either left or they're right i should have just said yes uh activities um favorite one flying hunting flying and hunting racing oh. Bow or gun? Bow. Fishing. Favorite fish to catch or fish for? Uh, I used to fish more than I do now. I, I don't. My patience has escaped me to, <laughs> to fish a lot. Yeah. But um, when I have gone, I've enjoyed it. I just haven't. Again, racing kind of. Yeah. Gets in the way. I love the water. I have a boat. I, you know. What kind of boat you got? Just a, a ski boat. Fast. Done some fun things in a ski boat. <laughs> uh, have you ever pet a zebra? I have not. Huh. That I'm aware. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever stood next to a camel? I have not. Hmm. That I'm aware. Do you wear sandals on the beach? I do. Yes. Nice. That's a tough one. I'm not gonna lie. You ask a couple people that. There's some people that really These get into questions. their. Yeah, there's some people that get into this. That's something you can can, uh, prepare for. I mean, (laughs) if if you're eating spaghetti, right, are you a twister or are you a cut with a knife guy? Uh, I'd have to say I probably do both, but I probably a twister. Do you slurp the noodle? Like if it's hanging out? I'm sure I do, yeah, yeah. because you can't get them all. Right. It's tough. You got to, yeah. It is. Sometimes you got to flick it up. The last one's in there. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. You get a big old forkful, and there's that one that's underneath yeah. everything else. Like, 
Yep. And you don't want to bite it off because it's like, I can get it all in. I hate when you slurp it and then it like slaps you in the face. I know. Well, oh. that's why it's a technical deal because you can't slurp too fast for that reason. Right. right. So you got to, you know, you got to get it there. It gets tough. But not, yep. not too quick. Right. Yep. I mean, there's been a time or two when I've had to ask the old lady, can you finish, you know, pull this noodle? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Quit it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> We're done. It's weird. We're, We're talking about noodles. Uh, racetrack food. Favorite. Favorite, uh, this is tough. They favorite got, concession like, some, stand food? Yeah, we have to go with concession stand food, but, you know, like, this track does walking tacos. Yeah, there's oh, some tracks so. that really do well on some things, and uh, I'm just the old hot dog guy. You're a hot dog guy? I hear you. Popcorn at Cedar's pretty good. You I ever was going to say, the burgers at Cedar, everything at Cedar is pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, they do do a good job. To be honest with you. Man, I went to Jackson. This year, this last, yeah, this last year, they had a barbecue guy there, food truck, barbecue mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Worst, worst thing I did. Worst? Yeah. Because I went up and I spent $5 on the sandwich. And it was good. And I ate it. And next thing you know, the $20 that I hit in my pocket was gone. <laughs> That's three, I was four sandwiches. It's a mystery. I know. But Shano Speedway, they've got awesome food, and then you got strawberry shortcake at East Bay in Florida, what? and so oh. they, you know there's little nicks. Oh man, niches here Jeepers. and there. Nope. Uh, body wash. What's what's your body wash? Oh, probably um, <laughs> whatever's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> All right, we can quit now. Gunner's giving me the one-hour look. We're probably actually like an hour and a half into it, but hopefully everybody made it to the two-minute drill. So my final question to you would be, and this one's kind of tough, I have forgot to ask this. We've made 15 episodes, and I have not yet asked this question. Oh, boy. And I'm supposed to do it every time. Didn't you ask Jiggy this one? I did, but he never answered because he got super deep into talking to you about it. And he said, we'll have to come back because I'm not really 100% sure oh. if that was the right <laughs> thing to say. So, John, what are you built to do? What am I built to do? That's built to do. What do you think you are built to do? Probably... Uh Probably a lot of nothing in particular and very few things that are specific. <laughs> well, you're a common man. <laughs> I'm a common man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll play that song for you all day. I love that song. <laughs> common man got a common van. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that's probably, that'd describe me. Just a, just a common country guy. Yeah. Well, I've. Really appreciate you letting us into the shop. I absolutely, I mean, I know this word adore sounds cute, but I love it. It's really cool to see all your trophies and your checks. and Very impressive. I mean, only living, <laughs> what did it take us, 10 minutes to get here right. from my place? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure your wife was one of my teachers quite a while ago. Could be. And to never really, you know, well, except for that one day at Cedar when we were getting checks together and you were, me and you were both about ready to kill the drunk gal behind the counter. Oh, that was just the, the sweet year, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Me well. and Johnny were 
about ready to become a team and find her own checks. The exception to the rule up there that night was, I don't know, they were, they were goofed up there. Yeah, night, <laughs> it was. I don't think she was supposed to be the one doing the checks, but let's hope not. Nothing yeah. against Cedar on that, but yeah, that was uh, that was a deal. But John, I really appreciate you coming on. Well, yeah. thanks for coming over. I this was a lot of fun. Yep. I didn't, you know, it's the first time I've done this, so um, yeah, it was fun. Thanks, thanks to you guys you, too. For you got any sponsors and, you want to thank? I mean, any any plugs you want to put in as well, far I as I can name? Ah, I want to name all the sponsors. Um, Can't look at the car. <laughs> no no I got it All up my noodle. There ain't much up there, but um, so Amsoil um, through uh, Craig Turner, Pure Synthetics, Aaron Menominee, All Season Tire. Pros, Eau Claire, uh, Rick's Auto Care Center, Gibson Aviation there in Menominee. Um, of course, Mars Race Cars, MB Customs brand, CMD Shocks, um, Ken Fry Insurance Agency, which is my agent uh, for all my personal stuff. Uh, C&D Trucking, a couple out of uh, South Dakota. It's been with us quite a few years. Wisconsin Fleet Service, uh, Don Sheet Metal, Joe Provo Racewear, and GRP Motorsports have been with us the most. Uh, and, and hopefully we're working on um, some new deals now coming up. So uh, if, if they come through, which they have pledged they're going to, we'll be posting that on our Facebook too. And so we'll have some new people as well. So Yeah, and yeah. that Facebook page is Canta Racing, right? Canta Racing, okay. yeah. And you update all that, right? I do not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I let those that know how to uh, do that better than me do it. <laughs> well, um, we really appreciate it, John. Yeah, I suppose let's. Uh, we should probably thank our sponsors one last time. Yeah, I forgot to introduce our sponsors right away too. Yeah, um, we got to thank Thunderhill Speedway, um, my dad's racetrack, and then Jiggy Signs and Graphics for coming on. Um, he got us some pretty cool stickers, window stickers. So. Which, um, by the way, John, uh, you think you'd be able to put a built two sticker on the car for next year? Bring it on. <laughs> Perfect. Um, quality and, Freight Rate, new sponsor from last week. QualityFreightRate.com and Liquid Nitro, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, and SKD. Do, do you want to have a big thanks to SKD, Scott King Designs? Um, we put some pictures on Facebook, and he's been helping us out with those, and they turn out pretty cool, so... Um, I guess if you need anything like that done, get a hold of them. SKD Designs. So, yep. all right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you.